0: And welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Emmanuel Penkless, and joining me, having recovered from his period of mourning following last week's result, Michael Corbin.
1: Michael, how are you? Yeah, Emmanuel, <laughs> I, uh, I had one of those weeks where I just didn't want to watch Rugby League after Friday night. Um, not, not because of the result, it's because once again in... This In the span of about 15 minutes, Roosters had two big injuries that could shape their season. And it's just, it's left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. It's nothing to do with Souths winning. They deserve to win. They were excellent in that first half. They completely dominated us. It's just that, you know, injuries just, when they pop up, and especially to key players like Luke Keary, it just, it annoys you and it frustrates you. And you, you kind of just want a break from rugby league for that week. But I did catch a couple of the a couple of the other games, and we will hit on that soon. But I think this leads into our first our first topic, which is the growing injury toll in this game, and whether the new rules are to blame. Correct. So before we get into the rules, let's go
0: through round three's injury toll: Luke Keary knee, Brandon Smith shoulder, Ben Hunt leg. Spencer Lanew, shoulder, Lachlan Lamb, knee, Sebastian Chris, concussion, Peter Hiku, knee, Wade Graham, concussion, Will Kennedy, concussion, Curtis Scott, rib, Mitchell Moses, concussion, Dylan Edwards, hand, Tom Eisenhooth, ribs, Lindsay Collins, concussion, Joseph Tarpane, Achilles, Ryan James, concussion, Jeremy Marshall, king, foot, Brighton Nakora, concussion, Sione Katoa knee, Jacob Saifidi, leg. That is a big list of players. They dropped like 10 pins, especially on, well, Friday night it happened to the Chooks, uh, Saturday afternoon to Canberra, and Saturday night to Cronulla. Um, enormous, enormous injury toll, and key word that seems to
1: feature throughout all that is concussion. Yeah, and some are saying that the speed of the game is resulting in plays being more fatigued and therefore more careless around tackles and not putting their heads in right places and getting caught and, you know, it's leading to concussions or players are fatigued and they're swinging arms or they're going head highs when they really shouldn't be. We, we discussed this, I think last year as well, whether the new rules have led to blowouts and possible injuries. It's really, it's really hard to tell. Now, Concussion up is up this year by almost, I think it's sixty-seven percent. Almost, it's get it's getting a bit, getting a bit worrisome. It is getting worrisome. Um, it's a concern,
0: um, but I just don't know that the solution that the NRL has delivered today is is going to make a difference. So, do you want to run us
1: through this? Okay, so yes, the NRL today has. Uh, has stamped uh, for a rule change that will come in round five where if a team has three failed concussions or three HIA tests, there will be an 18th man on the bench who has to be an emerging player who can come in in that instance where three players in the 17 have failed their HIA. Now, there is no actual uh, definition of what an emerging player is. I would say that it has to be Someone who is not in your top 25. And the reason I think the NRL has... There's there's all these stipulations around it. Is so that the rules don't get cheated. Which I think they will get cheated. I
0: don't like this. I don't think it's a solution. I think it's a a very reactionary decision. The NRL wants to be seen to be doing something. The, The Players Association pretty much put them into this position. I just... I don't know what uh,
1: this doesn't do anything to prevent a concussion. No, it doesn't. This it, it helps a team that's had a couple, uh, had multiple concussions. Now the problem is the other than other than the Sharks earlier this week that had three concussions, the only other team in the last five years to actually have this happen to them was in two thousand and sixteen. I believe it was the Raiders. That's correct. So it's really it's a one in a thousand chance that this happens. It's it's very rare. Yeah, it's
0: a one in five year event. Um, I just i i don't think it's the right solution. I i think i think it's rushed. I think it's to look like uh, the NRL is trying to do something. It encourages uh, coaches and clubs to to skate the rules. Um, how many concussions are we going to see now in games? Are, are we going to see three? We haven't seen three in a game for five years where a club has had three concussed players in five years. How many are we going to see for the rest of the season, now that this, especially from round five, now that this rule has been introduced? Teams have gone down. Teams have been reduced to, to, to uh, smaller benches um, as a result of physical injuries. I remember South's played a game last year where they ran out of bench uh, players, and... Um, and I just remember there are situations like this and this new rule does not apply to those teams. So what's to stop these teams saying he's got a
1: leg injury but he's failed a concussion test too? That that that's my point. And I think that's why they've put this emerging player in. It's gonna be someone that you really don't want running out there, right? But it's an extra body. And I think it's disincentivizing teams from trying to flaunt the rules by saying, look, you can have this 18th man, but he's not really a first grader. Yeah. He's not going to be a first grade talent, and it's going to stop teams from doing what you said, And which is the first thing I thought when like this rule was going to get brought in, is, oh, he's out with an ankle injury. He's probably not going to be back this game. Let's just check in for an HIA. It's a team doctor anyway. We'll say he failed. Yeah, I think this rule, this change, should
0: go hand in hand with if you are out for concussion and you can't return you can't play the next game i think should be the rule yeah um just to prevent uh prevent a bit of rotting in the system i just i just don't like it i don't like the timing of it we've seen score blowouts we've seen players go down with injury and it's been used as a reason to get this new rule in and suddenly teams that are suffering fatigue have an extra player we've literally spent the last year changing the rules to encourage fatigue in the game, to make it more exciting. And it's, at the, the way it's being played at the moment, coaches can't keep up with it. It's being played in a way where momentum swings so much, there's less stoppages in the game. And then already in that Parramatta versus Melbourne game a couple of weeks ago, Pappenhausen went down a few times. Uh, Gutherson went down a few times. It was, and I'm just using those as a couple of examples, but a lot of it was to buy a bit of time as well. And players are being encouraged to go down to get those stoppages. And I feel like this is another way for the coaches to get one back.
1: Yeah. Every time you see a player, uh, how many times you feel anything on the back of the neck, a player will just hold their neck because they know that there's a good chance that they're going to get a penalty. They're going to get a stoppage and they're going to get a little bit of rest time. It happens. Unfortunately, and and, and yeah, unfortunately, I think Andrew, Andrew Voss put out something and it's just like the, NRL, the NRL has had to, had to put in these stipulations because teams are finding ways to to flaunt every single rule that they try and bring in yeah. to prevent, and it and it's it's a detriment to the game, unfortunately. But it's how the game is played at the moment, yeah. where teams are finding ways, finding loopholes.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's the NRL tries to be seen to act tough, but they have to put in all these stipulations because the chances are. Those rules will be broken. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot more to go on the concussion front um, over the course of this season. I think it's just we're going to see uh, a lot happen in this space. The NRL is going to have to be seen to do something. I don't think this is the solution, but as the season goes on, it's going to become more of a thing. I noticed, just as a side note, Liam Knight suffered a concussion at training for Souths uh, last month in, in Feb and um was due to return this week and has had recurring symptoms so his return has been delayed. We've seen it with Cordner, we've seen it with Friend, we've seen it with kiri Uh Mitchell Moses on the weekend. He wanted to stay on the field and had to be dragged off by a club trainer. Yep. Uh, it's getting it's not looking good, but I just don't think this is the solution to that problem. Think- Unless you have other controls in place to show you're taking it seriously, like the They can't play for two weeks. They can't play for three weeks. I think
1: that's what, like, the Roosters are one of the leading teams in terms of taking precautionary measures when it comes to concussions. Lindsay Collins was out cold last week. He is not named this week. Whereas you saw on the week in the Canberra Canberra Warriors game, uh, Sebastian Chris and Ryan James collided hands, and they just lay. Brian James laid on top of Sebastian and Chris. They were both passed out. I was like you seen like you seen that episode of Friends where Joey and Ross are having a nap with each other. Yeah, it's kind of what it looked like. Yeah, right. Sebastian Chris has been named this week. Yeah, I don't I don't know whether I agree with it. I, whether he passes the concussion protocol, I don't know. But I think teams need to ta- start taking this more
0: seriously. I agree. I agree. And just on that, do you think that that tackle like that is a freak accident where two players' heads collide? Yeah, is that Part of the new rule changes. Are you saying? Because if they, I if, if
1: they both fail, then there's there's two out of the three players who are now missing. Yeah, but and it's it, unfortunate. But no, no, no. But no, I'm yes, saying. But is yes. that as a result of the new six again rule changes?
0: See, I don't think. I don't it think. Is. I don't think it is. No. Players have collided heads before all and the time. So anyway, it's it's a bit of a watch this space. Yes, agreed.
1: Now uh, we talked about there was there was two great games on the weekend. I thought the uh, three uh, great two, games. Th- th- <laughs> <laughs> two nail biting finishes. Okay. How about I say that? Yeah, yeah, I'm with uh, you. Thursday night we had Panthers versus a storm. Um back and forth the last the last two minutes, I believe uh Kurt Capewell went over yep. to give the Panthers a twelve to ten lead. Yep. And then in the Melbourne got the short kickoff, and then in the dying seconds of the game Melbourne, uh, the ball goes from side to sideline to sideline and then back again. Players get knocked over, there's a chance of a concussion, and then Who is it? Nico Hines is about to dive yep. over? Yeah. And from the ground on the other side of the field, Viliami out runs across and knocks the ball out of his hand, saving a try. It was an incredible finish to a game and just one of those one of those like, incredible things that like you have to watch I was so impressed watching that game.
0: There is nothing better than a high-quality grand final rematch. And when you watch teams the following year that went at it the year before, and, and it's just that you can climactic, see, you can see incredible the performance. You can see the desperation. And it, and it was just awesome. And this was a, a Cleary-less Penrith side, and it was a pappenhausen and a Grantless and and finucane um, yeah, injuries on both sides. Injuries on both sides, and it's just they've still got it, and it, and it was just one of those edge of your seat kind of games. Uh, absolutely awesome to watch, and that is commitment, um, absolute desperation stuff. And that was a game. It's interesting these rules. Two high quality sides, and it, and it wasn't a high scoring affair. And it's no. the same as the week before, um, against uh when Parramatta played Melbourne. It was a low scoring affair, mind you, in wet weather. But just absolutely awesome
1: football between two quality teams. Yep, agreed. And the other uh, nail biting finish we had was the Raiders versus the Warriors, uh, which ended in similar fashion. Uh, Phil, Phil Gould's uh, m- good old uh, mantra, beware of the first half field goal. Correct. Came back to bite Pen- uh, Canberra in the arse. Uh, they ended up going down thirty-one to thirty-four, a scoreline that we don't see very often at all. Um, I believe it's only according to um,
0: Andrew Ferguson on Twitter. Yeah. It's only happened once before. There you
1: go. is um, always good for incredible stats. Yeah. The game ended with Canberra going over the line. Lo- uh, Canberra going for the, uh, Jordan Rapana going to put the ball down. In the corner. In the corner. And RTS
0: scoots in and doesn't knock the ball out of his hand. Knocks the knocks arm. Knocks the arm. So the ball dribbles and bounces away. That was incredible. That is, yep. he is one of the most incredible athletic players in the game. The Warriors have been absolutely amazing. Um, he, I feel, has battled a bit. He, he has shone in a in a struggling team, but since his time at the Roosters, you don't really appreciate... Um his qualities at times, and but he has been absolutely amazing, he is going to be sorely missed. He
1: did this one move where he stepped and in that same motion in where he planted his like the foot that he stepped onto, he spun. yeah, and I like I've never seen footwork like that ever. Yeah. he He's so and there was no space that he could do this in, and it was one of the most evasive and like athletically incredible things I've ever seen. Yeah, he's going He's really gonna be missed. He's he's, he's yeah. such a talent, and you're right. Unfortunately, the team that's been around him, and maybe the coaching staff that's been around him, hasn't been great since he's moved to the Warriors. But he's always been the shining light on that team.
0: Yeah, and you know, we're talking about just going back to the game as a whole. Canberra had that massive lead, and were run down, ended up losing by three points. I think that the the lesson with the rule changes is. Momentum swings are probably a bit more volatile now. You'll see teams score more points and then be run down. We saw it um, to a degree in the South Melbourne game in round one. Uh, there's going to be more of this, I think, uh, as possession and tackle counts that used to be uh, five tackles and then a kick become 10 or 12, or you could have 18 in a row with the ball it just it, it completely swings the momentum and it, and it's made that really really exciting. So great game, uh, incredible performance by the Warriors who are humming along and I think will make the top 8 as per my prediction. I think they I think they might they they're looking good. Was it a forward pass? Uh probably. <laughs> probably. But forward passes happen all the time, Yeah, Michael. they do. And grand a final. Of, a lot of them don't get caught. Last try in the 2013 grand final. That was a forward pass. Sure. <laughs> We're going we go that far back up. Yeah, we yeah, we are, we are. That's the last <laughs> forward pass I saw. Uh, now, high quality games, those two. Now, yes. remember last week I predicted a nil-all score in the Broncos versus the Bulldogs game.
1: Mm-hmm. Can
0: I tell you that the first half of that game was arguably the worst half of football I've ever watched and I was a fan of Souths in the early 2000s, but this was this was just embarrassing rugby league. And having seen a high quality game like Penrith uh, up against Melbourne, I just don't know how the Bulldogs and the Broncos are even in the same competition.
1: Yeah, Bulldogs have not put a point up on the board in 200 minutes worth of, over 200 minutes of football. It's the first time they've been held scoreless in two consecutive weeks. Yeah, In eighty-five years, of- and I, I thought that Barrett going there would help their offense. He was great for Penrith's attack last year. I just uh, whether it's the pieces, I don't whether it's his coaching. This team just doesn't have anything. Now they've made a couple of changes this week. Uh, Alvarillo is being dropped, and Nick Meaney has been moved to fullback. So they're trying to shake up that spine. Uh, they've lost Jeremy Marshall King, but man, like I, I honestly, I didn't watch this game. I don't even think I've watched the highlights because it didn't interest me. I remember checking Twitter halfway through the game and being like, "This must, this might be the worst game of football I've seen." Which is the sentiment that you just said. Yeah, there is a big disparity between the top and bottom sides in this competition. It's enormous. It's
0: it's actually enormous, and even Brisbane's tries, they were mostly through a and it's kind of got remnants of that. You're in the under eight, and you pass it to the best player who scores the try or makes the break, and then you keep passing it to that player. And that's what happened with Brisbane. I mean, that score line is great, but you can see why these teams came last and second last last year. It was just, it was, it was really, really uninspiring football. It's, it's just incredible. And you know, even the Roosters who were down. Um, by a significant margin, a half time against Souths, they they were just they're just so much better than what you saw in that uh, Broncos Bulldogs game. Man. Yeah, okay. um, so
1: I just think I, I look. Awesome. I agree with you. Can I can I just say something? Yeah, Bulldogs fans, stop asking for Matt Burton. You're not getting him. There's a reason why he's not on your team. This year, it's because of incidences of like what happened this week where Nathan Cleary gets ruled out and you get a solid half come in and replace him and gets you wins. Yeah, It's not going to happen this season. Forget it. Yeah. No one wants Dylan Arpa from it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and it's not even going to fix anything. No. Like, Bulldog, like You can buy all the players you want. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can bring in the attacking coach from last year's grand finalists. Your attack's not going to change overnight. Yeah, these players need to gel. They need to play with each other. They need to get some experience. And it, it's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of work to do with the Bulldogs. Um, Brisbane are boosted a bit this week. They've got some troops coming back. But yep. they're coming back. We'll go through the team list in a minute. But they're up against a Melbourne team that's lost two in a row and is currently sitting outside of the top eight for only the 10th time in a decade.
1: Yeah, and they've got some troops coming back as well. And... The game has been moved from Brisbane to Sydney, I believe. So there's not a lot going in the Broncos' favour this week, and it could get ugly. Should we get into next week's this week's games? Let's do it. Let's do it. So Thursday night, Corbs, we have 16th
0: hosting first place. Now, I should start this by saying that I've been watching Rugby League for a very long time. I'm also not a betting man. But the odds in these matches are just absolutely nuts. I've never seen South such favourites to win a game ever in my life. And I'm just and it goes back to our, our predicament about it's a very uneven competition. And, you know, the Roosters, we've, we'll talk about the injury toll in a minute, but any other team that loses a couple of players like that, That season is a write off, but they have all those injuries and they're still in a much better position than probably
1: seven teams. And they're also still the favourite, which is shocking considering they've probably got like they're versing the Warriors this week, who came off a good win. So let's get into let's get into round one, the round round four, sorry. Uh, First game you mentioned Manly versus the Panthers. Manly have been absolutely terrible. They are Nathan Cleary is back for the Panthers. Uh, they have lost Dylan Edwards for an indefinite amount of period. It'll probably be like four to six weeks, I think. Yeah. Uh, so Stephen Crichton has moved to fullback. Matt Burton is now in the centres. Uh, I mentioned Cleary's back before. You can't. You have to tip Penrith. Yeah,
0: you tip Penrith every week, and you never tip Manly, and you'll do well in this competition. <laughs> I just Manly are awful. I don't even. I don't even know. Like they they were so they were just they got belted by the dragons.
1: Yeah, and dragons. I know a lot of them are rushing out to buy their dragons' Venge A lot of them are rushing out to buy their grand final tickets already. Yeah, let's let's hold off. <laughs> let's hold off a little bit. You beat Manly. Yeah, exactly right. Um, okay, then 4 p.m. Good Friday,
0: the traditional uh, match between the Bulldogs and the Bunnies, Canterbury's home game this time round. As Michael mentioned earlier, Marshall King uh, is out and he'll be sidelined for about six to eight weeks. Katoa has been named to replacement hooker. Meany's at fullback, um, uh, swapping with Corey Allen. Um, and uh, and Lewis gets a recall at 5'8 at the expense of Avarillo. Um, Jackson's out with the Crusher tackle suspension. And South's are uh, 1-17 to 17. As they were against the Roosters, um, but Junior Totola didn't train during the week he with a bit of a hamstring niggle. So watch this space.
1: Yeah, regardless of whether totola plays or not, South should put a big number on the Broncos. Bulldogs. Now, Bulldogs. They should put a big number on the Broncos too when they vs them. Um, yeah, this is. This should be a, a bit of a bloodbath. South looked really good on the weekend. Latrell is looking really involved. Cody Walker had one of those games where he was just everywhere. That
0: first try.
1: That first try was where was Mitchell serious. ran out of dummy half and back on the inside yeah, was... Yeah,
0: flicked it into... Um, obviously, Benji's been teaching a few things at training, I, but latrell has gone to... I'm,
1: I'm going to say it. Luttrell has the best hands for a fullback in the league.
0: Yeah, latrell has gone to the top of Deli-M's. Uh Souths were really good in that first half. Couldn't get the momentum in the second half due to all the injuries. There are a lot of stoppages in that second half. yeah. It was really slow. It was really slow, but just a a really solid performance from Souths. Now, I would say I'd expect them to put a big score on, but I will remind all Souths fans that at the end of last season, Souths played the Bulldogs and lost that game, which gave the Broncos the wooden spoon. So uh, just be wary, um, have confidence, but don't be cocky about it. Remember, it is only March, April at this stage. Friday night, Storm hosting the Broncos. At this stage, it's at Amy Park, but I think it's going to potentially be a doubleheader uh, in Sydney. I at think AZ, it's yeah. at ANZ. It's yet to be confirmed, but NRL players are back in the bubble after that outbreak in Brisbane, and the Broncos have relocated. Um, so, Corbs. Um who you got for this one? So, Melbourne, Pappenhausen's Melbourne. back. Melbourne, yeah, Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne. Nico Hines back to the reserves. Um, Eisen, who has still been named to play. Um, Brenko Lee has had his return delayed. Kafusi um, and Finucane are targeting round five. And Harry Grant's also announced outside chance of returning next week. The Broncos are more boosted, though, because they've got Haas and Lodge returning. Pangai and Flegler moved to the bench. Um...
1: But I, I still think, think I that. Think, we... I think the win did. I think the win that they got on the weekend may be a detriment to them because it's given Brodie Croft another week, and yeah. I think Tom Dearden should be that seven in that team, who he's been killing it in Queensland Cup, and I don't know why he, he trained at seven all off season, and then round one team list came out, and it was Brodie Croft, and everyone was a little surprised. Yeah, I. I. Broncos will get destroyed in this game, is my prediction. Yeah. Big time. I've got the Storm as well. Um, Then, Saturday
0: afternoon, 5.30, Pranala are hosting the Cowboys. Wade Graham and Kennedy have also been named to play despite concussions last week, so they'll have to pass protocols. Um, Katoa is out for four to six weeks, as we've said. Hiradi comes in is out with the shoulder charge on Gutho, um, and Ramian will be a- available the week after. For the Cowboys, I don't even know where to begin here, but um, Clifford and Masters have been dropped, and O'Neill moves from the wing to the centres um, and will partner Connolly uh, Lemule- Lemueli. Um, but yeah, look, I. I'm going for Cronulla. I just There's... the Cowboys, Michael. They're so bad. They're, they're just they're absolutely woeful. They're I watched the Titans game. They are they are just horrendous. There's no commitment. They're not playing for each other. Josh Maguire came out and um, in his post match press conference with Fox, and he was just so. It was 40 seconds of just really frank frustration, disappointment um, with the Cowboys predicament at the moment. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. Obviously, Tamalolo um, is on the outs with the coach. Valentine Holmes wants to play fullback. He's not a fullback. Michael Morgan has this ongoing injury. There's talk about him being medically retired. Um, it's, it's just a lot to, to absorb at the moment, and there doesn't seem to be much in the way of young talent coming through. Um, Todd Payton is three games in, and there's already conversations about how he's not getting along with the playing group. Which is absurd because I don't think a new coach, like with the Dogs, a new coach doesn't fix anything. You've got to give
1: this coach long enough to run their own roster. Yeah, exactly. And he's been handed a bad, Like we, we both predicted Cowboys to have a rough season to begin with. Yeah. He hasn't been given a good roster. Uh, I think Peyton's a good coach. What he did with the Warriors last year was no small feat. Getting them, all those players being out, he got them to be competitive at the back end of a season. Yeah, this this Cowboys team, there's there's plays on this team that I've like, who is that? I've never heard of this player before. Sharks should get this done easily. Uh, they've they've had their injury concerns of their own, but this is a team this is a game where you're in you're in Sydney, you should be able to win this. Yeah, I think so. I just um, Also, the Titans handing both Queensland team back-to-back big losses. Yeah. Just showing that they are the dominant team in Queensland. Absolutely. Right? Which we all thought would happen. Absolutely. Okay, so
0: speaking of the Titans, 7.30 Saturday night. The Titans host the Raiders in what I think is a very interesting game. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a great clash, actually. The two teams that I expect to play finals football um, and both sort of – Away from the attention of it because they're not in the Sydney environment. Um, Gold Coast are the same as last week, but Tyrone Peachy is coming into the team at lock. He and, started
1: at lock on the weekend. Yeah, as well. and
0: Tino is going to prop. Um, for the Raiders, Louis and Hudson Young return uh, in a boost for their pack, and. Um,
1: as you said... Tarponay's out. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Chris is under a concussion cloud. I think Ryan James is also under a bit of a concussion cloud. So there might be a couple outs for this Raiders team uh, late in the week. Yeah. I'm going the Titans. Welcome. I'm going the Titans too.
0: Yeah. Um, I Having said... I think this is going to be a far greater challenge for them than, than what they've had. I agreed. Um, and But I just think... Canberra just might be a bit emotional. They're going to be emotionally drained from from the extent of um, having a... Sorry, they're going to be physically drained from only having 13 players left. Yeah. Okay, or 14 players. But they're also going to be emotionally drained from having that lead run down. And I I think that's a a lot to um, absorb at this point. I also think with concussion protocols, they might have to fly in and fly out of the Gold Coast. Yeah. Which, because of COVID protocols. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry when I say concussion. concussion. Yeah, yeah. With COVID protocols, they might have to fly in and fly out, yeah. which is draining. And um, I, so I'm just going to go to the Gold Coast here. I think a bit of a longer preparation. Uh, no, yeah. not a longer this, preparation, I think but I've, just less interrupted.
1: Unlike if both teams were full strength, I think I'd go with the Raiders, but yeah. I just think that like the circumstances that they've had over this last week at the plays being out and everything that's going on, I think it just gives a slight edge to the Titans. Yeah, I also
0: think um, the distractions with Ricky and um, the incident with the forward pass and, and the referee last week might just play a role in distracting them. Yeah. So, Sunday afternoon football, Newcastle host
1: St. George. Mitchell Pearce lost his 300th game. Yeah, uh, it's one of those games where good teams shouldn't lose to bad teams, but it always seems like it's the Knights who do. Uh, they lost to the titan they lost to the tigers uh, and yeah i just i think it was just a bad day for the knights I, I can't explain it i think they're a better team than what they than what they showed but they they have a habit of losing these types of games where everyone just expects them to win tigers are obviously coming in off two bad defeats and then the, Warriors, the knights were coming in on two good wins and all of a sudden the tables have turned and they were behind um I think they bounce back this week, and I think they get the win.
0: Yeah, um, big, big in for them. Ben, uh, not Ben Hunt, sorry. Um, we'll go to him in a moment. But Blake Green's been uh, named at number seventeen, uh, which is exciting for him. Um, Newcastle at home Sunday. I think they should get it done. St George without Ben Hunt, who did look quite good last week, but fractured his fibula and will be out for about six to eight.
1: Weeks, yeah, it's a big loss for them. He was, he has been their best player this year, so yeah, I think, I think Knights get it done, yeah, and Jack Bird
0: out first and George, too. You would, you would, you
1: would hope Newcastle gets it done, yeah, you'd think so.
0: Sunday night, the Roosters host the Warriors at the Sydney Cricket Ground, Michael. I've refrained up until this point, but. The Roosters were very distracted last week. Yeah. They had one role out there, and that was literally to belt the crap out of Jai Arrow, and it completely backfired on them. <laughs> Jared Warrior Hargraves gave away probably more penalties in a game than I've ever seen from him. Which is rare. Which is it's hard. Which Sorry, is hard. It is hard. But the Roosters were very disappointing, unprofessional. They were just literally like getting Arrow was first and winning that game was second, and it got the better of them. I also thought Freddie Lassick didn't have a great game last week. No, he didn't.
1: But he's also played like four or five first great games. So, I know. Like, I, I know. can't really hold that against no, him. No, 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 I don't. Um, the big news out of like the, 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 the big thing is that Roosters lost both their halves. Yeah. So this week, as as named right now, you've got Sam Walker making his NRL debut and Drew Hutchison, who I just think is the most blah 5'8 or half in the NRL. Yeah. Um. Other than that, you've got Victor Radley coming back. Lindsey Collins is out. Um, Nat Butcher's back. You've still got James Tedesco at the back, but in the back the back line for the most part is still intact as well. Yeah, there was I, talk. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if you see Joseph Manu play six. Yeah. and Suwali, yeah. who is named in the twenty one. Yeah come in and play centers. Yeah. Now, there was, be there was
0: talk about this during the week. Is this something you would be comfortable with? Manu has played six before for Manu, you guys.
1: And when Kiri went off, Manu did play six yep. at the back end of that uh, game, and he actually put in the kick for Josh Morris to score. Yeah. So, I think I think he has it in him. He has trained there a lot, because the Roosters' plan for scenarios where the 5-8 goes down, yep. and where both halves go down, um, I think it would give us more... Spark. And I would I think if you're evaluating talent, having Manu and Suwali out there over Manu and Hutchinson, I would prefer Manu and Suwali.
0: That okay. is my opinion. Okay. And uh, just while we're on the roosters, do you have any theories about, A, how they will create salary cap space, given they just registered Suwali as their final pick? and um, how they create space to move someone on, and B, who they create that space
1: for. Uh, So you're alluding to the rumour that a one James Maloney, 2013 Premiership winning 5-8 for the Roosters, uh, comes back into this squad somehow, coming from France. Now, we saw last year, Sonny Bill Williams come back from Super League, and there is rumours that uh, if... Cleary, who uh, who has been ruled out for the season, the NRL would grant the Roosters, the NRL may grant the Roosters a salary cap exemption for his salary, which is upwards of nine hundred thousand uh, dollars. It wouldn't be the full amount; it would obviously be a portion of that. Uh, it would free up some cap space to maybe bring in one James Maloney. I think it's all bullshit. I don't think it will happen. Um, although I did say that about Sunny last year. Uh, The issue is the Roosters are full. Uh, Even if you do get that salary cap exemption, you still have 30 players on your roster. Yeah. Uh, So they would need to move someone on. They did that last year. I think they moved Kapoa to the Tigers, who is now playing on their wing. Uh, So maybe something like that happens, but I think... And James Bologna came out and said, I'm happy here, I'm too old, I don't want to play in the NRL. Will there be any medical retirements? The only one that's possible is Jake Friend. Uh, but apparently he's in good spirits and doing well, and is slated to return if not next week, then the week after. Okay. Um, Roosters are favourites
0: for this game, but I'm going for the Warriors. I'm going for the Warriors as well. Michael, are you okay?
1: They lose one game and you've dumped them for the season. It's what not, kind of supporter it's, it's, are you? <laughs> I'm. I'm. Watch, I watched how the Warriors played. Yeah. Uh, Roosters have lost both their halves yeah. Whatever we put out there It's going to be a brand new halves pairing yeah. That probably hasn't trained too much together uh, The Warriors have a good pack Adam Finnell-Blake is fantastic Roosters are also missing Players like Lindsay Collins Victor Radley is coming back from his first game of an ACL I just think that the circumstances Are leading me to think that the Warriors win this game It's not like they're coming across the Tasman They're coming from the Central Coast Yeah
0: i got the Warriors too. Yeah. Um, okay, so that brings us to the Easter Monday traditional game. Um, the Tigers are hosting Parramatta at Stadium Australia. Um, formerly ANZ. Formerly ANZ and formerly Stadium Australia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Madge has named an unchanged lineup for the Eels. Madison returns from his concussion that he suffered in the Melbourne game. Um, Moses has been named But must pass the concussion protocols as well Bryce Cartwright has been included In the reserves
1: Yeah so if, if Moses is ruled out I believe Jay Field who is the backup halfback Also also copped an injury this week So I think it will be Bryce Cartwright coming into the halves Possibly if Moses is ruled out um, I don't know Have they got any more halves on their Extended bench I don't think they do So yeah, I would I would expect Bryce Cartwright if if Moses is ruled out, I would expect Bryce Cartwright to play six and probably uh, Dylan Brown play seven. Um, Either way, I'm still tipping Parramatta. Yeah, I'm tipping Parramatta as well.
0: Um, They've looked good.
1: They've looked good. They have uh, looked good, but you know if they're undefeated so far,
0: they are undefeated. uh, But if Moses is out. Although Parra did quite well without him last year. Yeah. Um, It'll probably take quite a bit for the Tigers to win this one, but I don't think it can't be done. No. Yeah, so Penrith and Parra are the only two teams that are undefeated at this stage, and there are three, Cowboys, Bulldogs, and Manly, that are without a win, and they meet each other... Kind of soon, in a few weeks. So hopefully yeah. someone will get a win out of that. Yeah. Um. So going back to our tips before I update the tipping ladder. So Penrith to beat Manly. Yeah. Souths to beat the Bulldogs. Melbourne to beat Brisbane. Sharks to beat the Cowboys. Titans to beat Canberra. Knights to beat St. George. Warriors to beat the Roosters. And Parramatta to beat the Tigers. Yeah. Is that Is, right?
1: Yep. I think we've both gone the same. There's two danger games in there, which is the Raiders versus the Titans yep. and the Roosters versus the Warriors. Correct. I think uh, maybe, maybe Tigers versus Eels. Who knows? I yep. don't think so. Um, but yeah, they're the danger games you've got to watch out for. Um, but yeah, we've gone the same. Uh, you were well, last week. You got six.
0: I got six last week. So I am now equal second Yep. Uh, in esteemed company with you mm-hmm. uh, and my brother. And uh, Nick Satura is still leading the pack. Interesting to note, Corbs. We're also on the same margin.
1: Yeah, so, my margin is. I'm normally good at the margin. This year, it's getting blown out because yeah. I've. I've uh, there's been some big scores. Yeah. In those in those margin games.
0: Uh, uh-huh. And then we've got four people on 17 points, and then uh, Jimmy Stavrianos coming in at ninth. And a shout-out to people that have joined the competition in the last week. Um, Given some of the people in the middle, it won't be hard to overtake them. Not at all.
1: (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, That is it for this week. That is it.
0: That is it. Um, My commiserations again for last week. Um, It's all right. I'm sure you'll find a way to get out of this one, but I wouldn't be writing you off. And I think for any other team, it would probably be... Uh, season over but for the Roosters and given the lack of quality teams
1: in the bottom half of the eight I still think the Roosters are going to play finals football I agree, I still think we're going to be a top eight team and Sam Walker I think should have got the job over Lachlan Lamb anyway so it was a matter of time before he came in, uh, Sam Walker is one of those prodigies who everyone has rated and he's been carving up Queensland Cup so I hope for him he has a big week and a good debut sounds good, Michael? It's been a pleasure. It has been. Emmanuel, one more thing. How good is Rugby League? How good is Rugby League? Thanks, guys.